they have psychiatric problems, they have mental health problems. And now we know that those problems are more important than seizures. I am excited to introduce you today, epileptologist Angel Eledes Rano. Angel shall today be speaking about, in part one of two, his recent review and opinion on a former paper regarding the anti-seizure medication Levetiracetam slash Kepra. Hankel speaks about its effectiveness in controlling seizures, but also the importance of precision medicine versus automatically doping people up with a drug that is considered to be a good tool for controlling seizures in general. Thanks for having me. So I am epileptologist and neurologist working in Madrid. Uh, I am seeing both children and adults. I think that's kind of uh, not very frequent. I don't do the transition from children to adults, I am the transition. Uh, and I, we are starting a new project in, in Madrid that, uh, that's very exciting. What's the new project you're starting? So I had the opportunity to start a, a new institution uh, and be the director of a new epilepsy program. It's the Madrid Epilepsy Center, it's the name of the, of the new project. And it's exciting to have this opportunity because we can put our philosophy and our ideas uh, trying to um, make the patient the center of the of the care and all the you know epilepsy is involving so many things uh, and so many perspectives and so many professionals so we are trying to organize something with the patient with epilepsy in the center of the care. So that they have access not solely to an epileptologist, but also to, say, um, a neuropsychiatrist, a dietitian, a physical therapist and things like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, speech therapy, uh, mental health uh, therapy, all the uh, workup like a neurogeneticist, uh, video EG, MRI, uh, so everything social worker, so we are trying to, to make all this and not to, to make uh, the patient go to every specialist, but, the, but every specialist go to the patient, so the other way around. Well, watch out, I think you might have a few people wanting to move to your location in Madrid, because <laughs> it sounds amazing what you're doing. Yes, yeah, so this is something we are starting, of course, uh, epilepsy and in the rare epilepsies or the complex epilepsies area, uh, sometimes you get patients from all over the world, so I, I also do online consultations to, to try to reach uh, these patients as well. Well, one of the benefits of the internet, uh, I think especially, you know, although of course COVID was horrific and lots of people hated, understandably, lockdown, I do think that it made it made more clinicians like yourself use the internet to give people treatment online. Absolutely. And of course you are losing something if you are not seeing the person in person. But at the same time you have yeah this huge opportunities to, to go to a specific specialist uh, in your uh, gene or in your specific uh, epilepsy or in your spe uh, specific epilepsy issue, like the mental health problems related to epilepsy and so on. And, and just so everybody knows as well, uh, Ankel and I, well, did we meet on Twitter or was it at an event? I can't remember. I think so. The first, the first connection was on Twitter or, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we both were working with EpiCare and ended up um, seeing each other at conferences. And so I've seen um, Ankel do some amazing talks 
um, one of which you did um, at the SCN 8A and SCN 2A conference um, over the weekend um, in uh, Denmark. And it, honestly, I know I sound like I'm promoting him, but he was so good. So, And that will be available um, on one of the websites. So make sure you check it out, everyone. Um, so, Angel, today you're going to be talking about um, Levoteracetam, or otherwise known brand name Kepra. Uh, could you tell us, for everybody who's not familiar, what is this drug? Yeah, so this is the most commonly prescribed drug, anti-seizure medication. So, uh, you know, uh, researchers and clinicians, sometimes we are focusing a very, very narrow uh, target of research. So, a molecule or a gene, and sometimes we are forgetting to research or to talk about the most common things, which are the, mo the most important in the end. So Levetiracetam uh, is a drug uh, which was developed during the 90s. Uh, it was introduced in the market in 1999, so at the end of the decade. And uh, it was a huge revolution because it was a drug uh, which, which could be um, prescribed without interactions with other drugs. And uh, it's kind of safe uh, regarding to uh, cardiac problems, kidney problems, bone problems. And uh, at the same time, it's so easy to prescribe. So it's, it's, it was very, very different to other uh, old medications like uh, maybe Valproic or Phenytoin or Phenobarbital. So in that sense, it was a huge revolution. And because of that, uh, it became a blockbuster. Blockbuster, that's a good term for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's a favorite drug for all over uh, specialists, like uh, intensive care unit specialists, uh, emergency department, uh, doctors, uh, internal medicine doctors, uh, because it's, it's really, really easy to use. So at the same time, uh, we had this dark side of, of this of the story that of course if you get this over prescription so you use it too much you are not doing it uh, well at the same time so this is the the i think this is the background where where our study is starting so tell me about this um specific study then um, which came out, I believe, in April. It's not an, ori an original uh, study. It's a review study and a narrative uh, review, which we call narrative review when you go over uh, all the references, so previous papers, previous research studies, and you try to do a summary uh, and also you give your opinion, your expert opinion. So a group of epileptologists, uh, 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 together with my own institution, uh, my old epilepsy program, but also with Fabio Nascimento, he's an epileptologist working in the US. And uh, we tried to review all the evidence on Kepra, on, on Levetiracetam, and try to uh, highlight where uh, not to use it and where better to use it. So to try to make it more specific. And by where you say when to use it and when not to use it, you're talking about a particular situation of a person with epilepsy, yeah. right? So 
what type of seizure they have, frequency, any other comorbidities, um, drugs they're taking, right? Things like that? Yeah, yeah. To be more precise, so it's not Kepra for everybody. So in the last few years, we have this feeling that epilepsy is that is is that a sub-specialization of neurology where you put Kepra and then you start to think. So it's... Uh, you just put Kepra. <laughs> so we want to end uh, this kind of uh, strategy and to be more precise to help better our patients. So, for example, over the last few years, we discovered that around 20 to 30 percent of people with, uh, treated with uh, levetiracetam, uh, by the way, Kepra is the commercial name, uh, but levetiracetam is the the scientific name of the drug, uh, they have psychiatric problems, they have mental health problems. And now we know that those problems are more important than seizures. For many of us, yeah. A seizure is just one moment or some minutes and mental health problems are all the time with you. So if you, what I can say to you, of course, you know about it better than me. What's important, though, I think, is that we have um, people with epilepsy and their potential carers, as well as um, clinicians working together, isn't it? A bit like at the conference, you know, but that we just had the Philadelphia conference. So none of us know everything. That's the important thing to mm. note. Yeah, 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 for sure. And, you know, we, we were like very, very delighted to have a drug uh, which was so easy to use and which was uh, so safe for the heart and for the bones and for the bowels and so, and so on and so forth. But at the same time, who cares about the bones when you don't... Uh, get any happiness of your from your life thank you exactly and that didn't used to be recognized did it so like you're saying people would just <laughs> oh you've got uncontrolled epilepsy just try some kepra levetiracetam and good luck with that but it's not solely about seizures and i try to to use this comparison if you want to decide between your cholesterol because, of course, levetiracetam is very good for cholesterol because it, it has no interactions. And other drugs like carbamazepine or even uh, eslicabazepine, they have some effects on uh, lipids, on cholesterol. But who cares about cholesterol if you are going to get divorced because your, your couple is not standing you? So uh, you, you have to balance that. And of course, this is only 20 to 30%. So uh, there is uh, 70, uh, 80% who are not at risk of these psychiatric uh, adverse events. But this is something you have to explain to the patient. Uh, not, don't explain so much that you are causing no sebo because... Uh, you know what? I notice this a lot on social media in some um, special groups for people with epilepsy. They'll, somebody will be prescribed a new drug, just say, for instance, levetiracetam, Kepra, and they'll say, oh, are there any side effects? What should I do? And then the loudest people are always the ones who have the worst side effects. And then they'll say, well, beware, because this might make you depressed or this might do this to what it, and then it makes people scared to even start the drug. So I think, yeah, like you're saying, we have to be careful with not, 
not, not be honest with patients, but not frighten them with potential side effects, right? Yeah, yeah. And you have to adapt your narrative to the personality of your patient and the family of your patient. So you cannot tell the information the same way to everybody. So, for example, if your patient is a kind of obsessive compulsive, uh, uh, the information has to be very, very specific, but not so, I don't know, uh, long, because they are obsessive. And then could cause real anxiety for them as well, right? And, and then ironically, the anxiety in many of us can cause seizures. So yeah, like you say, you have to be so careful. It's about, it's about being honest, complete honesty, but just how you give the information has to be tailored, yeah. right? Because of that, this kind of prescriptions it's better to make them when you know the, the patient. So uh, don't, don't uh, because of that, it's, it's uh, dangerous to have this kind of consultations where uh, every consultation you have a different doctor. And that's quite common, at least in the, in the health system in Spain. And you know that these kind of situations are less common when you, when you see the same doctor always because you have this kind of narrow, uh, close relationship. Yeah, so, so this is one side. One side is to know better the safety profile, to, to be careful about that. And the other side is that, and of course, uh, every person with epilepsy has suffered this, is that we are putting medications in a try and error strategy. So you are, you are not precise, not only in the safety profile, but also in the effective, um, effectiveness profile. So sometimes you, you just know if it's uh, working or not after putting it. So you cannot know it before. So in this review, in this paper, we try to highlight the specific epilepsy syndromes or clinical scenarios or etiologies, so genetic causes and so on, where levetiracetam can be more effective or less effective. Uh, for example, we know, and we were talking about that in Philadelphia, in Denmark, in this weekend, that levetiracetam could be even harmful for some patients with uh, SCNATA gain-of-function uh, genetics. So, uh, for other genes, for example, PCDH19 is another kind of genetic epilepsy, can be really effective, so the best drug. So, uh, this is so important. We, we, we have to be very cautious and to try to study our, our patients better to understand, to better understand which uh, medications is going to be the best, not use levetiracetam and C. Make sure that you do tune in next week to hear part two with Angel, where we should be hearing all about whole exome sequencing, the potential negative impacts of levetiracetam leading to other illnesses and polypharmacy, plus the benefits of improving appointment quality between a neurologist and a person with epilepsy slash their family. If you'd like to connect, you can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook or Instagram. And I'd love to hear from you if you have any thoughts about today's show. Please subscribe to Epilepsy Sparks Insights on your podcast app so that you will never miss the weekly episode. I'm Tori Robinson. Thanks for listening. <laughs>